0: Travis Davidson. If you've been away from it today, uh, OU baseball just dominated Liberty today in the Gainesville Regional. 16-3. Liberty scored three in the top of the first. They didn't score again. OU tacked on 16 runs. They will play the winner of Florida and Central Michigan tomorrow in the winner's bracket. And if OU wins tomorrow over what's probably going to be the Florida Gators, they are in a really good shape to play for a super regional. Same thing with OU softball. OU softball tomorrow at 2 o'clock against Texas. OU will be in really good shape to play in the Women's College World Series Championship Series if you beat Texas tomorrow at 2 o'clock on ABC. But speaking of OU Texas, uh, there's been some word out of the Big 12 meetings this week that, and this is no surprise, right, that both OU and Texas are, well, yeah, of course, we're going to continue this rivalry in the SEC, and we're going to continue this rivalry at the Cotton Bowl. I think we can all agree that that's what everyone wants. But Chris Del Conte, the uh, AD at Texas, kind of hinted to where, I mean, they're willing and ready to extend this contract at the Cotton Bowl, but they're going to do so under, you know, there's going to have to be stadium improvements that that are made at the Cotton Bowl. Now, we all have our jokes to the Cotton Bowl and the terrible shape that it's in at times. We've all heard of uh, toilet roulettes at the Cotton Bowl. You just never know which toilet is actually going to flush at that place. But Travis, what are some of the major renovations that they need to do at the Cotton Bowl? I don't think that you need to add more seats. Ninety-two thousand is a is a pretty good number, and that gets sold out every single year. But what are some of the other major renovations that they need to do with that old thing?
1: See, I I think I think the the hot metal bleachers are, are part of what makes it awesome. You know, the the every every person being out in the elements, out in the sun, uh, you know, kind of all being on the same level, if you will. I think that's what makes it so great. I think you, you, you improve the bathrooms, you improve the concessions. You know, other than that, I think, I think you're in good shape. And I think if you put all the money into that, then you're going to be in good shape. What I do not want to see, I don't want to see a single suite built. <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> I, I. That's the people that want to move it to Jerry World. I. I just I can't I can't do it. J- Jerry World has yeah. three hundred and eighty suites. The Cotton Bowl has zero. You know what that means? That means that the con- the 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 Red River Shootout, uh, as it uh, as I continue to call yes, it. Yes, that's correct. Red River Shootout becomes corporate. It goes one hundred percent corporate once you start adding suites because it's. You know, this company gets the allotment of these tickets. This company gets the allotment of these tickets. They're not out there screaming. They're not out there engaged. They're too worried about what they're going to dress up their sliders with, if they're going to go with the mayo or the mustard this time, maybe both. Like, I don't want that. I want people engaged, I want, and that's what makes it so great. When you go to a Cowboys game, I actually I went to a, a cowboy the Cowboys Stadium. I went to Jerry World, and I was at Arrowhead the week before so the vikings it was a very it was an expensive couple weeks but i always said when my vikings come to town either kansas city or dallas i'm going to the games well they happened to go on back-to-back weeks a couple years ago so arrowhead was a blast right everybody's loud everybody's engaged sure they have sweets but it's everybody's engaged you go to jerry world and i mean it was quiet everybody's kicked back watching the screen it's for the people that, you know, kind of enjoy that, oh, air conditioning's got to be perfect, got the big screen, you've got the sweets. You know, that, that's, that's not what I want. I want people sweating. They've been drinking wax cup beers and slamming Fletcher's Corny Dogs, you know, since 9 a.m., 8 a.m., and then you go into the game and uh, you sweat it all out and uh, you hope your team uh, pulls it out so you can then uh, talk your trash uh, all around the fair. That's what makes it so great. But I do hear the complaints about the bathrooms and the concession all, Then fix all that. That's what we want fixed. Yeah. I don't want the. But but what makes the game great is it's you know you're next to you're, you're next to you know the the guy the big donor right and you got your ticket and you're you're going crazy it's together. Even, it's Everybody's an even playing
0: field from the fans. It is. Everyone's the same. It is. Now there, there's some people that get the 50 yard line seats and some are in the upper deck in the corner, but. It's it's as even as a playing field as you get from your fan in that game Travis more than any other game on the schedule that's when you get the best from OU fans we saw it last year right that OU the OU fans they mattered in the outcome of that game that is the best that OU fan gets all year long is in a uh, big time OU Texas game so i no i'm oh, with you yeah. on the no sweets I, I i love it and and you never turn down a suite invite you never do but oh, of course i don't want to sit in a suite at OU Texas i, I want to be out there sweating with everyone else. It's just, it's what makes it awesome.
1: And, and for those listening, uh, if you do have a suite, um, you know, hit my line. I'm, I'm fine with joining you. Uh, but you know, at, at OU Texas, I think we should remain suiteless, uh, if you will.
0: I'm with you, dude. And, you know, I don't think that there's going to be like major renovations, like the exterior of the stadium is going to look different It like a complete overhaul I just want them to – I'm with you, man. I just want you to upgrade the things that really need to be upgraded. Let's get a better bathroom situation going on. But the number one thing to me, and the text line is saying this right now, the number one thing to me, you've got to improve the concessions. Because I remember exactly. halftime last year, and we all remember college times are really, really long, like around like 23 minutes when it's all said and done. And I remember walking around the concourse, Travis, and saying, like, it feels like there's only two spots on the OU end of the stadium where you can actually get a beer or a corn dog or a water or whatever. But if I stand in this line, I'm not going to get back to my seat until midway through the third quarter. It is a – it's hot there, man. I mean, it it is work to sit through an OU Texas game. You leave with the sunburn, it's hot. You've got to make water more accessible to the fans in that place. You, you, You just got to.
1: I couldn't agree more in this, uh, you know, kind of transitions a bit into the discussions that we've had uh, about our stadium. We know when, when you approve that, you know, $300 million, you know, improvements. I was talking with one of the boosters uh, actually uh, two days ago about this. And it's if you just upgrade the, the bathrooms, the concessions, do all that, maybe put some type of interactive, you know, restaurants or, 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 or make the north end zone looks like the south end zone, i would do that i don't want 120,000 seats in norman because college football attendance has declined seven years in a row and from 2019 to 2021 it was the largest decline in history it was at four percent so if you're going to put that amount of money into something and why would you knowing that that attendance is going to come down that why don't you just make everything nicer i mean nebraska last year we had people dropping like flies i think three people passed out in my section alone because you know they couldn't yeah. get couldn't get water, couldn't do that. That that should not be that should not be uh, an issue going forward. And and really, Thank- those are the improvements that I like. Just improve the game day experience. You don't need to make the game day experience more just just more people experiencing it. Just make it better for those that are already there, and then that brings more value to that ticket. It brings more valuable more value to the season tickets if you improve that experience without adding forty thousand seats or thirty thousand seats.
0: Thank you, David. You just hit me up on Twitter, and I I wrote this down earlier on another major improvement that I want to see at the Cotton Bowl, which, by the way, David throws a pretty awesome Kentucky Derby party, julepsokc.com. Just might want to go ahead and check that out. Okay. But David is exactly right. It's so incredibly annoying at that play. As much as I love the Cotton Bowl, and I love the Cotton Bowl, man. I love it. It's great. But if you don't have the right seats... Good luck finding an instant replay, Travis. Good That's luck true. at times finding out what down and distance it is. And though there's a huge jumbotron on OU's side of the stadium, depending on where you're sitting, not everyone on OU side can see the replay or what's going on in a critical review. I would really appreciate it. And it doesn't have to be a massive video. I mean, just something on the Texas side, more of a video board to where everyone in the stadium can see replays can see down and distance and all that because it's 2022 in college football man all these other home stadiums you can see the replay wherever you're at in the stadium wherever you go in college football that's where the cotton bowls really got to catch up to they, they've got to figure out that situation whether it's ribbon boards at midfield or what you, you've got to make instant replays uh all of that stuff more available
1: yeah that's a great point shout out Sir David on the uh, text line. That's why we got the text line, man. You guys coming through clutch for yep. us today. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I got gotta have it, man. Gotta got have it at some point. I mean, for some people on the OU side, it's great. I, I guess if you're sitting in the upper deck, especially lower down, you can just turn around and look at that. Uh, look at that thing. But not oh, everyone yeah. in the stadium can see that giant uh, giant jumbotron over there. It's 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 kind of a pain. And I um. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm psychotic at football games. I'm not like the bad fan that you want to sit next to. But if I can't see what down and distance it is, Travis, or if I can't see the video of did Mike Woods get his foot down, I don't know. It's really critical if Mike Woods got his foot down on that catch because OU that's really starting to roll against him right now. If I can't see that stuff, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not all that fun to be around.
1: Yeah, it's, again, a great point. And I think I have been, when you talk about improvements or moving the OU Texas game, I think in my mind, I've just totally blocked out changing anything actually in the stadium, like on the surface level, like in the actual stands and everything like that. Like I think I've blocked that out because I just want the seating and everything to remain the exact same, that I completely forgot about the need for that other video board. So, again, I appreciate that. That came through clutch, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Uh, text line, what makes it so great is the band is in the end zone getting us all fired up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I like I like the bands. I like the fight songs that are played after a, a big touchdown or a long gain or whatever. And at Jerry World, man, if you're sitting on one corner of the stadium, Travis, and your band or the opposing band is sitting on the complete opposite side, then forget about it. You can't even... Like, the acoustics in that place are terrible. It's it's way too big of a stadium, and the day that you move that game there, which I don't think that they ever will, no. um, you lose a lot of what's great about the
1: rivalry. Well, and, I mean, watching games at, at Jerry World, it's... It's not... It's, it's a... How do I put this? It's a venue... It's an event that has a football game going on in it. You've got... DJs, you've got other suites, and yeah, you can hardly even see the other side of the corner. You've got their suites. Their suites are like under the stadium where your eye level is with the sideline. You can't even see what's going on in the game. You know, the way they built that place, the way Jerry built that place was to print money, print money from corporate tickets, corporate suites, sponsorships, everything like that. It totally strips away everything that is great about OU Texas. I would much rather have a home and home than I would have it, at, at Jerry world and I know we'd give up the 50/50 split we'd give up those kind of things um, but I think uh, mr. Wallace Marsh brings up a great point uh, the economic impact to Norman which Dallas is soaking up every dime of right now and, and laughing to the bank with it for that weekend um, you know that economic impact could be great it would it would be a great scene to host Texas uh, unfortunately some of us would have to go down to Austin which I'm, I'm never much of a fan of going anywhere near that. Campus, but um, yeah, I, I would do. I would pretty much. Uh, I would have multiple places before I would ever choose to move that to Jerry World.
0: Air Cover Solutions text line says, "I thought every year they swap ends of the stadium." No, 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 no. That's that's yeah. not the case. There is a Texas side of the stadium. There is an OU side of the stadium. And I feel like in the early mid 2000s, go figure. Mac Brown was complaining about something. But I I feel like he brought up, you know, well, maybe, you know, it's not fair. They get the tunnel. They get to throw beer bottles, flip us off, really hurt our feelings before halftime and after the game. I I feel like maybe Mac was trying to get it to where the home team got the tunnel or something like that. But that, gosh, I I hope that that never changes either. Like, you get your side of the stadium.
1: Well, you remember when originally the argument was if you have the tunnel – then you lost out on that amount of fans that got displaced from them not having seats there. So now you have a small section, if you look across from the tunnel, you have a small section of OU fans. I mean, people talk about being on the 50 and having to deal with Texas fans across the aisle. God bless you if you are in that small little tunnel displacement section uh, right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of all that orange so I mean they, they really they do a very good job of making sure it is absolutely 5050 down to the seat uh, down to the flags on the stadium you no know, down I mean just it is it is one of college football's last true gems when it comes to neutral site games. I know we only have a couple.
0: text line says Jerry World was terrible for OU Texas big 12. it proved that it has no home for that game. Well, yeah, that was an interesting dynamic because OU didn't know they were going to the Big 12 Championship that year in 2018 until they won that road game at West Virginia, and that was a tough game at West mm-hmm. Virginia in Morgantown. I think like 59-56 was the final. So mm-hmm. we're used to the stadium being split, and you run across Texas, you know, fans the Friday night before, or you know, before during the fair or whatever. But OU and Texas fans were sitting amongst each other for, like, the first time ever, basically. And that made for a very hostile event because that that's when it was announced that if you threw the horns down, you were going to be penalized for 15 yards. So OU fans were on one, buddy, going to that Big oh, 12 yeah. championship game. I, I feel like that ended up being one of the more hostile OU-Texas games that we've seen just because everyone was just kind of sitting amongst each other.
1: See, the most hostile uh, I've seen – OU Texas was the COVID year because I was blessed enough to attend and sit in the lower bowl. Well, as we all know, in college overtime, you switch sides, right? Like you switch the ends of the field in which you play. So when you have a lot of people that are socially distanced and there's not a lot of people down there and you have whole just big gaps between you and everything else and you want to see the game, well, everybody just walks over to that side, so you'd see all the people on the bottom, on the bottom bowl, um, on the lower bowl, shift to wherever they could see the overtime going on. And then when they'd flip the field the other way, everybody would then walk to the other side and then fill in the area. So naturally, you oh, yeah. had te- Texas fans walking, you know, over OU fans, OU fans walking over Texas fans, and there were definitely some fisticuffs that were not in line with the social distancing policy. Um, that 3740 in line. But,
0: yeah, um, yeah it, I, I, I've, t- I've, told, I've told this story on the show a few times, and that OU Texas game, you know, like when you go to a baseball game, right, you can hear, like if a base hit happens, you can almost hear like individual claps happening, you know, because it's mm-hmm. normally that type of crowd. The OU Texas game, it wasn't one collective roar like you're used to, like I remember OU blocking a punt. I think it was in the first half, and I felt like I was at a baseball game, Travis, because there's so few people there. You could hear like individual claps happening. I'm like, dang, this is super weird, man. This this is this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it, it ended was, up being yeah. one of the best OU Texas games we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I felt, uh, you know, I just we just got done watching the the PGA here in Tulsa, and yeah, that's what it sounded like. I mean, it was reminiscent. It was golf claps, is what it felt like. <laughs> It was a weird, weird environment, and it'll never be like that again. I mean, I hope it's not, but it was—it was an interesting experience. But yeah, running back and forth from end zone to end zone was was wild, to put it mildly.
0: Yeah. Let me uh, before we hit a break. Uh, let me rattle off a few uh, texts here. Build a stadium right over the Red River. Best idea ever. Right close to yeah, I'm, I'm uh, DW all about that video as Bob from cement loves so much <laughs> I would not go if it were moved to Jerry's world. It was me my daughter and 15,000 Texas fans at the Big 12 championship. I drank early and often and gave them so much crap. I loved it. Uh, if the Red River showdown moves to Jerry's world, I will not go. I've been there twice. it's a terrible place. Uh, last one I think Texas would benefit from a home and home more so than OU. I think they would finally have a guaranteed sellout like everyone else in the Big 12 when we come to town. But it would be just another game for OU if Texas came to town. Yeah, it'd be more exciting, but as far as drink sales or hotels, it'd be pretty comparable to a normal game day, I think. I don't know, Peyton. The first time Texas rolled in here and every time Texas rolled in here, I feel like it would be a massive, massive deal. Um, Yes, OU sells out on on the reg for sure, but it would be it'd be a little bit different, especially the first time Texas was here. It would be like, I don't know, name a massive non-conference opponent that we've seen here recently. It would be just that big, if not bigger.
1: Oh, I think it would absolutely be bigger. I mean, because in a situation where it's, I don't know, say Nebraska. So one of my my buddies, uh, Paul Doobie, Uh, we were kind of talking about the state of attendance at OU games, right? And he had talked about how some of his family members that grew up, you know, really in the the throes of the OU-Nebraska rivalry, they didn't come to the game. And it was just, you know, I think they enjoy the experience at home. You know, they're kind of overfighting the game day crowds, things like that. So when you think of like, ooh, man, Nebraska's coming to town, we're going to be absolutely slammed. We were, of course, but there were some fans that were like, you know what, I, I think I'll just I'll kick it from home. If Texas came, every generation, every single generation of OU yep. fans hates Texas. So you're going to get those people that, I mean, yeah, we you know we play them at the at the you know at the Cotton Bowl and and when they come here, oh, we want to make sure they know because then it's a competition because the first game that's played in Norman, we've got to be louder than the first game that's played in Austin. Because it's just competitive. The atmosphere has to be so much better because, you know, it's your best foot forward, right? Here's our first impression of finally hosting Texas. we got to give it our all, and I believe we would. That would be a tough ticket to get, yeah, man. No
0: doubt. woo Yeah, no, it really would. That would be one of the more expensive tickets that we've seen in a long, long time if that day ever What do you happens? think the toughest but, ticket? Uh, luckily, I don't think do you, it will.
1: What do you think the toughest ticket the last, I don't know, five, ten years was? uh in Norman, what do you think the toughest ticket was?
0: So I'm going to go ahead and count. I'll, I'll go back ten years since you, so we can mm-hmm. count the Notre Dame game. It's between yeah. the Notre Dame game and the uh, the Ohio State game. Honestly, um, I would probably say God, that's tough, man. I, I'm going to guess the Ohio State game probably. Um, but dude, I, I I think you could go. One way or the other, was the stadium capacity a little bit smaller in 2012 than it was when Ohio State rolled in in 2016? Because that Ohio State game, that was the second home game where you had the closed south end zone.
1: Yeah, so I think it was. A b- I'll go. Bit lower,
0: I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State is my final answer here.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that first that first Texas home game would be a tougher ticket than that. I even believe. Because yeah, we know, no, based I, I on how much right they get that. overhyped in the preseason, how much they get overhyped in the preseason, you know it would be a top 10 matchup, top you know 15 matchup, <laughs> something like that.
0: No doubt. Friday Rush, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I am live at the Westwood Family Aquatic Center in Norman. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar. Keep it locked on the ref. We are the Homeless Suitor fans. It is the Friday Rush live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I'm at Westwood Family Aquatic Center in Norman. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Travis, what's going on at Ash up there in T Town?
1: Oh, you know, we're just we're just comfortable over here, you know. That's how we are at Ash Cigar Bar. Right over here off of 42nd in Sheridan. Uh, right off the road, easy to find. Um, great cigar selection. We're kicking it here with the $3 Stranahan's Whiskey, the $3 Slain Irish Whiskey, and the $3 Domestic Drafts. Like I said, man, you bring you bring a $5 bill here, you get in with tip and tax per drink. Got to love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the tweet of the day goes to OU tight end Daniel Parker Jr. <laughs> he said earlier today, <laughs> Summer Schmitty, way different than Winter Schmitty. Crying face emojis. So we thought that this is going to be the case. I mean, Schmitty turned up the heat a little bit throughout the winter for sure, but he was letting them get acclimated to the new system, all that. Summer Schmitty's here, Travis, and summer Schmitty is way different than summer or than winter Schmitty, just like uh, Daniel Parker said.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason in Malcolm Kelly's famous freestyle uh, that he was talking about messing with Schmitty in the summer, not in the winter. Um, and and we're seeing it now from Daniel Parker. It's funny because, you know, do you do, do you pick whether to be here in the winter and kind of get used to Smitty's workouts and be like, oh, man, this isn't so bad, and then he smacks you over the head with the summer workouts? Or do you want to be um, like Colden and, and, and like J-Rowe and like Gentry Williams and these guys that have just been hearing Smitty horror stories the whole time and go in expecting it to be terrible, you know? They don't have that false sense of uh, comfort and small sense of uh, ease that they had through the winter workouts. I mean, it's uh I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know which one I'd pick. Either way, I'm never going through a Schmidty summer workout. I'm I, I they'd have to have an ambulance on on site.
0: Yeah, I, I know uh, a lot of people love that earlier today. It, it hey man, it is not fair. It is not not fair at all. If you're one of these uh, freshmen or even some of these transfers, man, uh, LV Bunkley Shelton being one of them, that, you know, yeah, you didn't get that winter workout with Schmitty, right, to ease things in and know what to expect. A lot of these uh, late enrollees and, and transfer players are rolling in and thinking this is just summer Schmitty. That's just how he is all the time. I'd, uh, yeah, I, you wouldn't you be upset. Guys, I just wish I would have got that winter to get things ready.
1: Yeah, right. Well, you look at, uh, I, I went to lunch with Gentry Williams today as he ventures off uh, to Norman shortly. So we went over there, sweet leases, uh, had uh, had some had some fried chicken and uh, mac and cheese myself. Um, but we were hanging out and just kind of asking him about what he's expecting um, with Norman, has, who's he been talking to. Obviously him and uh, RSJ, Robert Spears, Jennings are close. Um, he's very close with Justin Broyles and Woody Washington, those kind of guys. Because keep in mind, OU's been recruiting Gentry for a while. So he's gotten to know these guys over the years. And it, he, he kind of talked about it. He's like, man, I'm, I'm lucky because, you know, he was doing track and then – obviously j-row is the 102 meter state champion in track you know they were they were staying in shape you know it's good that a lot of these guys are coming in um and and they've been staying in shape and been working out and everything like that but nothing's gonna hit quite like that summer schmitty wow. but i mean even i asked gentry what how much he was weighing he said he's about 175 said he wants said the coaching staff wants to get him to about 185 i think uh I think it was Vali that told him that they'll have him with 10 pounds of muscle within the first two weeks uh, of working with Schmitty. So, uh, and then he, he so he said he's going to play right around 1 185, 190.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's good to hear. A lot of those guys getting on campus. You have some of these uh, grad, not grad tracers, but you have some of these uh, portal guys that are actually working uh, at the camp this week. So everyone's just gearing up for the summer and. Uh, Ready for the push is I think we're what, ninety three days away from the start of the football season? And and speaking but, but of who's getting who's closer counting? and closer I am. Oh, I'm counting every single day. Are you kidding me? I mean come on. We're gonna be counting. counting by the it's hour. One of BV. Counting by
1: the hour. How many hours? Uh, probably
0: two <laughs> thirty, uh, well what, twenty two hours now away, right? Um, ninety two hours, twenty two hours away. Um, yeah, man, I'm 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 super jacked and You know, one of the things that I'm really excited about is that Nebraska game in week three. And I made the comment to you last week that we've seen OU fans roll out to road games before. Knoxville, South Bend, Columbus, especially Columbus, OU fans were everywhere. They're they're in Knoxville. I I think that this might be one of, if not the largest turnout at an OU road game that potentially we've ever seen when OU goes to Lincoln. Now, the tickets are going to be really tough. But just the sheer number of OU fans that are going to be driving up there is incredible. And we know that the crowd at OU Texas is going to be great as well. But what about the other games, Travis? The other road conference games or the road conference games you have this year at TCU, which is the week before OU Texas, you've got a road trip to Ames, a road trip to Morgantown, and a road trip to Lubbock on Thanksgiving weekend. If you could only go to one road conference game this year, which one are you picking? Because a couple of those are pretty difficult to get to.
1: Man. um, If I could only go road conference. Okay, conference. Um, I would probably pick Morgantown because I've never been. Uh, And, you know, the games always seem to be good. Uh, I'd I'd hang around for the country roads singing because that's one of my favorite songs, and I know they're going to look at me funny as I wear my OU gear and sing it, but I'm going to be belting it out. So, I don't know. I'd probably pick that one simply because – I haven't been, but I do think it'll be interesting because if there's any news on the front of the SEC move, whether it's announced sometime in the summer or you know, you know, right in the preseason something and saying, look, this is our last year in the conference, then I think then I think those tickets are gonna be even harder. Those those fan bases are gonna be even more uh, obnoxious if you will, more raucous if you will. Uh, so, so that would be interesting. What, what about you? You've probably been to, you've probably been to all the road uh, destinations, right?
0: Nah, um, not Ames or Morgantown. It's the only two. Not Ames or Morgantown. So I'm with you. It, it, it would be Morgantown, but, God, it's such a pain to get there, man. Like, what other college football venue do you have to fly into another state and then have to drive down an hour and a half, two hours? To get to that destination so West Virginia is the biggest pain to get to but it would probably be the most fun this year. I just maybe I'm wrong. I don't expect a whole lot of OU fans to flock to Morgantown. I don't expect a whole lot of OU fans to show up in Lubbock and and Fort Worth and Ames and there will be a good representation of OU fans. But what I'm saying is I don't think that these particular you know road trips especially like I don't think that there's a nostalgic factor with those places and OU fans. I think OU fans will, of course, show up to the home games. They'll go to Lincoln and go to OU Texas. I just don't see – I don't think that we're going to see a massive caravan, though, to those other four road conference games. I, I just I, – yeah. I, I don't see it.
1: Maybe not from Norman, but obviously we've got, you know, Sooner Nation is right, international. Yes. So um, I know, like, Miss Jackie Wins who came down for the spring game, um, she is in – jersey uh she's going down to morgantown there's it's funny as the schedule comes out you know you hear people on twitter say, "Oh, i'm gonna be at this game let's link up i'm gonna be at this game let's link up so there are people uh you know they're gonna be ou fans you know from all over the country making making their trips for whatever reason right um but yeah you're right on the caravan specifically from the state of oklahoma driving there or even flying there as you said um, how tough it is to get to Morgantown, I, I do agree we're going to have some tough ones. Because if they're not really one of the big eight kind of originals, there's not as much of that, as you said, nostalgia, not that kind of old school. Like, they're not great you know, environments
0: of, either. I mean, let, let's be honest with you, you know. I mean, it's you and not Parker like were trying I, to, if I never go to if i never go you to You and Lubbock Parker were, again, were trying again, to I'll convince
1: everybody that, uh, that Manhattan was basically the coolest place to watch a football game.
0: I love Manhattan. I've had some good time. <laughs> Football and basketball, I've had some good times in Manhattan, buddy. I, uh, I promise you that. Um, few on the text line before we hit a break. One of my friends bought three tickets for almost $900 total. Insane. That's in reference to the OU Nebraska game. Um, Ames was an awesome place to go. Great tailgating. Someone in the 614 area code says there's already a bunch of us who have tickets to go to Morgantown. So, yeah, suitor fans out on the east coast will definitely find their way to Morgantown, but a whole lot of people in this area of uh, of the country uh, I, I don't know if the turnout for uh, a trip to Morgantown is uh, is going to be strong. But hey, my, who uh, knows? my buddy Paul just texted me.
1: Buddy Paul just texted me yeah, said go ahead. good moonshine in the parking lot of West Virginia. So that's that's something to consider. Well, I hadn't true. considered the quality of the moonshine Might be worth um, trip. on the road. So I'm just it brings up a good point, much like Dave brought up Uh, David brought up with the video boards at OU Texas, Uh, another good point uh, by my buddy Paul saying the moonshine. All things you have to factor in. Yeah, no, the the moonshine does it for
0: me. I just switch from I'm not going to I am going now. I'll I'll go flying to Pittsburgh and drive an hour and a half down to Morgantown for some OG moonshine, I guarantee you that. All right, (laughs) hey, we'll hit a break, come back on the other side, Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live on The Ref. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two on the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson live on the home of Sooner fans. Cavens Construction, you got any emergency repairs? Gary and the team can help you out, I assure you. 405 573 3048, give them a call or CavinsConstruction.com. Cavens bringing you hour number two of the Friday Rush. OU Baseball is hot. The list of teams that are hotter than OU right now in the world of college baseball, I, I don't know if there is one. They roll over Liberty today, 16-3 to in Gainesville, Florida. They'll play the uh, winner of uh, Florida and Kent State tomorrow. Travis, I mean, after this team wins the Big 12 tournament and they win their first game in the regional 16-3, to it's hard to not have super high expectations about this team moving forward when they're swinging the bat the way that they are.
1: No, I couldn't agree more. And it's kind of interesting when you look at if you just think back to the last 3 Diamond Sports, you know, outings that we've had, you know, obviously the OU Texas, the Big 12 Championship game. Texas starts off that game with a big home run by maybe the best, best home run hitter in the country, and Texas, you know, you're like, "Oh god, they're jumping on us early." And then we dominate the rest of the game. You look at um, even with northwestern with the softball team you know, they jump on us get a little small lead and then the floodgates open. you look at today Liberty gets on us and then the floodgates open it's interesting it's it the, and that speaks to the mentality the coaches, everything like that just saying like hey, you know what we, you know, they'll, they'll make us bleed a little bit, but then, you know, we're coming for the head shortly after. So don't get out of your groove. Trust your process. Trust the coaching. Trust what you've done all season to get here, and it'll work out for us.
0: Yeah. Well, And again, this is a – I was looking on 24-7 sports earlier today, and they have OU winning this Gainesville Regional. It's one of the more popular upset picks – that are out there. I feel like I've seen more people pick OU to win this regional than I've seen Florida to win this regional, but if they continue to stay hot with the bats and know you're not going to score 16 runs every single game, but you win tomorrow, you put yourself in excellent position to make your first Super Regional in a long, long time, and that's what this pro this program needs some things. It, 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 it needs some better facilities, especially when it rolls into the SEC, but it needs some postseason success. And they're one win away from putting themselves into a level of postseason success that, that, I mean, frankly, hasn't been here since Sonny Galloway was the head coach.
1: Right. And that's why I really wanted to host that regional. Because that, that all gets put on a bit more of a fast track uh, if we host the regional, I think, as far as facility upgrades and the money being brought into the program, everything like that, and being put on you know the center stage of the sport, at least in this in this, you know, the regional aspect. Uh, but, yeah, it, you know, Skip Johnson, he'd say, you know what, trust me, trust me, we, we're, we're going to get it done, and my goodness, are they getting it done. But, as you said, you know, if momentum matters a lot in these diamond sports and momentum, you can lose it quickly, so they've got to stay hot. And th- those bats got to stay hot, and, and, and the pitchers have been throwing well, everything like that, so, you know, you've got to keep that momentum and – you, you hope that Skip can keep them locked in because they are the definition of locked in, and I'm not talking about the radio show, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I say Kent State, my bad. Central Michigan. Uh, Max school, right? Both of them Max schools. It's all the same thing. Yeah, Central yeah, Michigan sure. and Florida will play. Uh, they're about to get underway in about 45 minutes, and OU will play the winner of that game, I believe, at 6 p.m. tomorrow. And what is up with... OU Diamond Sports hitting Grand Slams. T.R.A. Jennings hit a Grand Slam yesterday. Janet Johns hit a Grand Slam yesterday. Peyton Graham for the baseball team hits a Grand Slam yesterday. Travis, that's three Grand Slams in two days in a total of what? OU only had eight trips to the plates. OU softball only had four trips to the plate. OU softball and baseball combined have hit three Grand Slams in just, uh, what, 12 trips to the plate here in the past two days. That's pretty yeah. unbelievable.
1: And, and the thing is, and I mentioned, you know, kind of getting desensitized to it and numb to it as an OU softball fan, seeing what our team can do and our lineup can do, especially with with the bats that you watch, again, like the Arizona Oklahoma State game, and you're like, God, are they ever going to get the barrel you know, on the ball? Or are they going to stop chasing these low and away? I mean, it was it was ugly, but you get desensitized, and you start to think to yourself, it is insane to have two grand slams in a game. It's insane. It's, it's hard to have even one. But to have two, there, there's other things that have to go into it, right? You have to get the bases loaded first. So you only have a, a finite number, most teams do, of getting the bases loaded in the first place. But OU not only loads the bases, but pays it off afterwards. It's No, it's it's outstanding. I put out a tweet yesterday uh, that said, because at the time of the second Grand Slam, we had more Grand Slams than they had hits, total hits. Yep. And I said, I, I like your odds, you know, of winning if you're able to hit more Grand Slams than the other team has hits. I mean, I think that's pretty much a padlock stat. It's
0: a pretty good stat. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good stat. Well, um, you can talk about Jocelyn Allo being the best hitter in in all of college softball, and Tiari Jennings is right there as well. Peyton Graham right now in terms of best hitters in college baseball. If you look at the numbers, you look at what he's done recently, he's he's up there. He is playing at a big-time level right now, and he's helping carry this team. Spikerman young kid well, he's, he's had a great day today too. he's playing good ball yeah. yeah no pat he, he's the glove I mean, he's, too. he's a great player yeah. i mean that's the uh, thing they're, they're just
1: really playing would you well. say he's a first round pick after after what we've seen over the last couple of weeks Do you think he's I, I, played yeah, himself yeah i mean into I that think first he's round? close
0: man i yeah I, I think that that's definitely in consideration i yes i with the with the tools that he has defensively offensively um, yeah yeah I, I think that that's that's 100% in the cards All right, we'll close up hour number two of the Friday Rush. Close up hour number two of the Friday Rush. Coming back next. Friday Rush, live on the ref, Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I'm at Westwood Family Aquatic Center. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Fun day coming up tomorrow. Uh, OU baseball going to be in action, probably against the Florida Gators, the uh, host team of the Gainesville Regional. Got to guess. Just go ahead and guess that one. Uh, And then, of course, OU softball, 2 p.m. on ABC against Texas. Travis, how we feeling, man? Um, Less than 24 hours out between the big matchup, the big rematch between OU and Texas. I'm sure it's going to be Haley Dolcini against Hope Troutwine. How are we feeling here?
1: I mean, it's it's hard not to feel great about it. I mean, you just came off a dominant performance. You've been dominating in the whole postseason, and – I mean, it's the same thing with baseball. How do you not feel great about both programs going into tomorrow, knowing the bats have been literally on fire, in flaming? Um, it, it's been incredible to watch, and, and Hope look, hope looked good yesterday. And knowing that Jordy can pitch, I mean, all signs point to uh, us having a good showing tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think Hope Troutline's going to start, like I said. I think that she's going to pitch well. Um, Texas is good. Texas is Texas has been good all year, but they're playing their best ball right now. Um, won the Washington regional, rolled out to Arkansas, won game two or three of that super regional, and then what they did to UCLA. Texas had a tough postseason draw, and they've rolled through all of it, um, and some of it with with relative ease. They're they're going to be a tough challenge. Janae Jefferson is is a really good player as well, one of the best players in in Texas softball history. But I'm with you, man. Just the way that. OU is rolling right now with the bats. At this point, Travis, cooling down or having success against the OU bats means what? You only give up five to six runs? And I trust that Hope Trapwine yeah. is going to have a good enough performance tomorrow where she doesn't allow five or six runs.
1: Correct. We've talked about it all year, right? I mean, when you have three of the, I think I checked it the other day, three out of the top five ERAs in the country, and you got those bats, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. All right, final hour of the Friday Rush coming up next. Keep
0: it locked on the ref.